caring for children has always been one of the deepest and most satisfying things a human being can do. The world is changing and there's never been a more important time for childcare business owners to start marketing their businesses. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about everything that can help you grow your childcare business and stand out in a crowded market. Welcome to the Childcare Business Growth Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Nick here from Childcare Business Growth. I hope you guys are having a super awesome day wherever you are around the world. So I've been waiting to do this interview for quite a while now um, and we finally managed to get together. Lily and I have got together and we've managed to pull this interview together. I think it's really important, particularly right now, that we've managed to get Lily on a call. So let me just give you a quick introduction to this lady that's doing amazing things with her childcare business. So Lillian basically came to us, what, is about maybe 11 months ago now and very, very passionate about her childcare business, knew what she wanted to do, beautiful facility uh, in Canada. It's just absolutely amazing. And just really came just driven, knowing exactly what she wanted to do. She wanted to get as um, full as quickly as possible and said, right, guys, what do we need to do to get there? And I've never seen, with the greatest respect, I've never seen anyone implement things so fast. And as a result of that, She's taken her business now over the last 10 months to being full with a huge waiting list, um, to opening potentially a second location and doing over 2 million in recurring revenue per annum, which I just think is unbelievable. So Lillian, I am extremely grateful for you joining me. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about the business and you know what's happened over the last few months? Yeah, so um, of course it's our pleasure because we wouldn't have been here without the team. Um, but it's been a fantastic change. You know, originally when we first, when COVID, I guess, first hit, it was hard on everyone. It was hard on our clients. It was hard on our staff. It was hard on us. And it was something that no one can really anticipate of kind of the results of that. Um, the last 10, 10 months have been amazing. It's went from pretty much zero capacity to about 120% capacity. And as you mentioned, with a huge waiting list, uh, we're pretty much now focusing on maintaining our center. We're able to do all of the small things that we really can't do on a day-to-day when we're kind of trying to constantly worry and stress about getting those spots filled out. We're able to take it to the next level, kind of, I guess, with the support of the team because it's it's easier to see kind of future goals when you're, <laughs> when you're not worrying about the present so much. Yes. Yeah. And, and the thing is as well, guys, I just want to point out that this has been done in the middle of a pandemic, like when you first came to the it was literally like, okay, we, we know what's going on. We, we, the reality is that we don't know when this is going to end, but we just need to get on with it. We just need to deal with it. You know, and I totally respect that some people shut down. They had no choice. Some people just decided to close doors just to be safe and everything. I respect that. And everyone's got their own opinions, but what you guys did, you just totally embraced this and went, look, okay, this is where we're at. We're going to follow what our guidelines are for our province. We're going to go with everything. But actually, our goal is to get this business as full as quickly as possible. So massive shout out to you for doing that. But question for me is, how have you managed to embrace it? Because obviously, people have watched our videos. They know what we do. But how have you managed to do this, to take the business from, as you said, literally starting point to now being full, 120% capacity, huge waiting list? in that time with everything else going on, all those other day-to-day challenges that we all face. How have you done that? It definitely takes drive. <laughs> so 
And there's a lot of note-taking. I know a lot of times when we first started, it was a lot of thinking of what we can do. And it's changing that, I guess, mindset to what are, when are we going to do it and how are we going to do it? So a lot of times I'll wake up, I'll say, hey, this is a great idea. Like, I, I want to share this with the team. You know, I go, I pop, I open the tasks, and then the team makes this a reality for me, right? Uh, we always have so many great ideas that could work kind of as we work. It's just really about doing it in the now and not worrying about the later. Um and, and using those resources, I, I wake up or I'm working with the kids and I say, you know what, this would make our, our life easier. This would make it easier for my team. How do we do that? And how do we do that as fast as possible? Good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a really important point there because we all have ideas and sometimes you have all these great ideas and we get frustrated with ourselves because we don't implement them because, you know, I was talking to someone else earlier today and it was all around um, – they acknowledge the same thing. You end up firefighting with the day-to-day -day stuff that goes on. And what what I often tend to see with a lot of businesses we work with, that there's the people that are, um, you know, doing extremely well have found a way of coping with there is all this day-to-day -day, um, headache and hassle and stress, but also we need to know that there's going to be a percentage of time allocated to this is what we need to do to grow the business. So is that what you've done? How all those day-to-day -day challenges, particularly during COVID and everything else, how have you coped with that day-to-day -day as well as then growing the business? Yeah, uh, well, it's a good point. I mean, there's always fires to, to put out during the days. We're working with kids and we're working with parents, so that's even, hard, even harder. Mm. Um, and honestly, it's it's telling yourself around the morning, there's always going to be the tasks, the new tasks, right? The tasks that you think you finish and then 10 more of the same tasks show up in the day, but it's having those long-term goals and, and prioritizing them, taking at least even just an hour, two hours a day to sit down and say, like, I need to focus on this. You know, we branded a whole entire business when we started with you. Uh, it was, did a 360 completely changed. We had a lot of negative, you know, reviews from parents when we first closed because it was really abrupt. No one really expected it. And now we, we are having, we're focusing on, you know, relations with the families, with parents. How are they, how are they kind of um, experiencing the childcare? We, these are all things we've never even thought to do in the past, right? Now we're taking a few extra minutes from my day just to check in and say, Hey, like, how's it going so far? Is there anything you need? Like what's happening? And that's something that we, really didn't have the time to do before. And now it's one of those things that we've learned, you know, we need to prioritize that because in the long run, they remember who we are. They think we're different from other childcare centers because we're, we actually care after we enroll them into the daycare, not just before we enroll them into the daycare. Yeah, that's a massive point, guys. Because So hopefully you're taking notes on this because this is a really, really important point what Lillian just mentioned there. First of all, two things, two key points I took from that. First one is... Make sure no matter what, you're allocating time to the growth of your business, no matter what, whether it's, you know, if you're in the room all day, there's got to be some time allocated either before you go in the room or in the night. I understand you're tired, but there's got to be time allocated. There has to be no matter what. But secondly, though, is that fact of it doesn't just stop once that person's enrolled. Like, you know, we talk about this with the automations and everything we build because it's all well and good getting those people in the front end. But like you say, if that person feels like, well, they all they were concerned about was getting me in and signed up and now they, they don't care, you know, they're not going to make referrals. Because the great thing, as you just talked about, is once you've got these families in and they're really happy that they know you care about them every day, you're going above and beyond. You're stretching that bit further. They are more likely to make referrals. They are more likely to 
tell a friend when they go to a family barbecue or something like, oh, these are the guys you need to go to. Mm-hmm. And you've grown a lot of, obviously, haven't you, off the back of that. You know, you're very spontaneous. You'll react to things quickly. You'll get things done. You'll always allocate time. I want to find fascinating as well now. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but, you know, Lillian's, uh, the center is actually in Canada, but Lillian's in California right now. And how long have you been there? Uh, about a month now, four weeks. Okay. And how are you finding still managing the center as such, and, but still being remote as well? How do you, how do, you do that? I mean, I'm happy that we're at the point where we could do this. <laughs> it's really, it's really nice, and it kind of shows you how all the time, the hard work and time, and just I guess I don't want to really say discipline, but you know, making sure the, the rules are being followed because it, everything's running by itself at this point. You know, I just I have to check in. I have, I know, I do have the team. I have the platform where I'm, I I can be part of it, right? With the communication or the CRM of the clients. I'm constantly involved. I can call them from here. I can take parent calls, teacher calls, emails. Pretty much it's me sitting in the office, but I'm just sitting in the office somewhere else because it's just so much easier when everything's connected. Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree. And also you don't have people just being able to come to your door every few minutes and go, can you help with this? So now I think that's amazing that you've done that because I think a lot of childcare businesses struggle with that concept of they'd like to have that almost lifestyle business where they can travel but also still run their business what what do you think has been the key to allow you to do that you talked there about you know the systems in place Mm -hmm. people can communicate with you was that because when you were there you were really disciplined around putting the process in place what was it that caused that to happen yeah, I mean, again, with the whole, like, starting with, with childcare business growth and just kind of now knowing more of our goals of how and what we need to kind of work towards, it's easy to, to also teach that to others. So when I'm working with my center, you know, we have two center supervisors at our childcare because it's such a large facility and each one does something different. And I don't need to really repeat so much because it's all written down, right? They know what we're working on. So it's, you're not sure, like, Refresh your memory, right? Like, look, like, what do we need to do? Which clients are we still talking to? So, and I can track that, right? It's very difficult for me to track all the teachers, the parents, and my supervisors' work when I don't know where to look. So, a lot of times I can see, oh, you know, this task is hasn't been done. It's it's outstanding. What's what's going on here? And then they'll say, oh, okay, I can see the notes. What where's the process? I can pick it up whenever at any time and continue that. So it's kind of it helps the teamwork. It helps knowing what everyone's been doing. It keeps everyone on track, including my my center supervisors. And they know, like, they come in in the morning. The first thing they do in the morning is they quickly, you know, make sure everyone's okay. But then they also go and they check, okay, do we have any any chats? Do we have any messages from parents? Is there any concerns? Um, it's easy for us to – it's easy for them to, if I say to them, you know, contact the families, contact the parents. Why are these children not in school today? Or, you know, let's say it's Thanksgiving or something like this. It's easy. We, we email all the parents at, at one. We get all these responses into one place, and I can make sure they're on track and doing everything. That's a very good point. So, so we, well, one of the things we do um, or we've done with, with Lillian and, and all of our clients is that we have this system that essentially manages all the conversations in one place, you know, email, text messages, Facebook messages, whatever platform that parent decides to communicate on, even phone calls, it's all in one place. And I guess that's part of the thing in some respect, as you say, that allows mm-hmm. you to be anywhere and still technically a parent could think you're in the same building because you're communicating through that platform. It, it doesn't really matter where you are. Yeah. So 
And that's made a big difference. So anything else, if you were to give someone, and I know I didn't plan this question with you, but if you were to give, if you were a center director right now that was coming back post-COVID, and you're in a situation where you're thinking, okay, I need to grow my business, but I'm struggling day to day. What's the fundamental things you might say to them that they need to start to do to be able to do that? I mean, you need to have, you need to take the passion and the drive that you know you have and say, you know, this is what I want and make a time to sit down and say, when am I going to do this? I think that's the first, the first thing uh, is just figuring out the goals. Like, why are you in childcare? We don't want to be as directors in childcare because we want to just run around like crazy all day long. That's not what we enjoy, right? We, we want to work with families that we enjoy. We want to have good conversations with the teachers and the kids. And we want to have time to do that. So I feel like the first thing is, you know, finding out what you want to see long-term for the center, making a plan of how we're going to do that and prioritize what's important now, what's important in a few steps in the future. Um, and how am I going to delegate all of these things to different people to make it possible? Yeah. I think that's the most important or the thing I took away from it, at least. No, I think, I think it's amazing. I think by far, you know, we work with a lot of clients all over the world now. And I, I think by far you, you've really got it dialed in the most that I don't know anyone that feels, and I don't mean this disrespectful to anyone we work with because we've got some facilities doing amazing, but I don't know anyone that's got it dialed in enough that they would feel confident to go away for that long a time with everything still running smoothly. I just think that's unbelievable, you know, to think that that's happening in 11 months is, is crazy. And I think you touched on a point there as well as that. I don't know if you mentioned this intention, but you talked about passion about why you do what you do, et cetera. Do you think people are in a situation right now where maybe they feel a bit flat, their heads are a bit down after everything that's happened with COVID? Have you spoken to anyone in that situation or? For sure. I mean, even ourselves, when we first reopened, like I said, like everyone looked at us like we did something wrong. We had no control over the situation. Getting back into it, it's difficult. People had lots of negative things to say. It's very hard to kind of take that in when you work so hard every single day to, to do the best for everyone. Uh, and it's difficult. And, you know, you need to just get in the mindset of who cares. It's not about what happened and what like almost a year and a half ago now is work, what I want to do and what I want to, I guess, redo, right? Um, so, yeah, it is, it is a bit tough to kind of get back into the mindset of getting back into the groove of let's get enrollment done, let's plan to to grow, um, let's keep the standard up high because we can also have a full facility and then, you know, yeah. constantly yeah. kids leaving, kids coming in. So keeping that, that standard and, and getting ideas of what that standard is that you want to, to have, right? You know, all my staff, my teachers, my families know that in our center, this is what we do and this is how we're going to keep it. And it's just remembering why we're doing it and it makes it just so much easier. Yeah. And how much time, like the, let, let's say, for example, I don't know, you, you've had, um, how do you manage to separate that? You know, like when a crisis happens, Mm -hmm. One of the things that I remember someone always taught me is that no matter what, even if it was the worst thing going on right now, your business is right up against the wall, everything's going on. You know, what they what, what I was taught a while back is this being able to departmentalize this, just just put it in and allocate set time to that. Is mm -hmm. that what you've done? Like if you had, I don't know, maybe staff illness or staff shortages or COVID cases or how do you manage to like go, okay, no matter what, I know I need to do this, this, this today, but yeah. I've also got to deal with this emergency like as well. 
do you, you know, because obviously, as you said, when you first took over and you, you had all that negativity, was that something you were dealing with every day or were you just going, no, I'm going to deal with this at certain times of the day or on certain days? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, in the beginning, you always kind of try to prioritize the negative feedback. And then I guess you try to, after learning and kind of working with new people, you kind of figure out, you know what? It's also not fair. We put so much energy into all this negativity when all these other families that are so appreciative really get so much less response from us or so much more atten- less attention from us. And it should be, it definitely should be the other way. You know, we need to go and say, Hey, you know, I'm so happy you're having a great experience. Can you do a review for us? Um, can you recommend our center to somebody else? Or can you help us by doing maybe like a video for the center like we did versus always focusing on how we can fix the people that are just saying things that maybe aren't true or maybe aren't fair that they're saying these things or we're just putting the, the, our energy in the wrong, you know, direction. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. Yeah, to get, you know, it's too easy to um, to take it to heart when someone, because obviously we are so passionate about what we do, but we can really take it to heart when someone does criticize what we do. And as you say, I think you can only, there's always a saying, I remember someone saying to me that you can only help the people swimming towards you. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those things, like you've just said there, there's, there's parents out there, there are people happy, with, you know, over the moon with what you do, but you're never going to be in a situation where you can please everyone. So yeah. I think that's really important. Guys, the, there's so much from this session. I hope you're taking notes because just just to put this in perspective again, like this facility has gone from, you know, brand new opening again, shutting the doors originally on the, on the last um, business name that was there, getting some negative reviews and literally flipping the whole thing, not only based off being a brand new business, but also in the middle of a pandemic and then totally transforming that business to now be in a situation where you're literally looking to open a second location, not, not even far from you, are you? It's like really close. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much across the street. Yeah, literally across yeah. the street from, you know, I saw it recently and it's like literally is across the street. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, because there is so much demand and that that hasn't come from just marketing. You know, it's well, it's too easy for me. I could go, oh, yeah, well, that's due to all the marketing. It's not. It's due to having a robust system in place, making sure you set your standards high for what your team and what you want from your team. And also then making sure you're allocating time to deal with the issues, but also allocating time to deal with the business growth as well. And then making sure, like Lillian said as well, is going above and beyond, not just treating that someone's just started with you and then going, hey, well, they're in now, you know, we just need to look after them. Actually touching base with them going, hey, you know, how's the first week gone? How have you settled in? Is there any questions you've got? Are you happy with the invoices? And just making sure that person feels loved and cared for. So is there any, excuse me, any last points that you would say for an owner that may be, um, I don't know, struggling right now, heads a bit flat, um, maybe they, you know, they, they, they don't have that drive or motivation. Is there anything you'd say to them to kind of give them a bit of inspiration about how they can pick themselves back up? But the, the point I want to make, guys, is that this person has literally transformed their business in 11 months, okay? And, and like I said, there's no point in me just sitting here saying it's all down to what our team has done. You know, yes, we've been there. We've put the systems in place. But what, what Lillian's been prepared to do is follow a proven path, follow a proven model of what it takes to put this system in place, okay? Because she knows now she can be anywhere in the world, and the business is still running smoothly every single day. And she's now in, a, now in a position where she's got a blueprint where she could go and open five other locations 
because she's got that system. She's got that structure. And I think sometimes what we miss in our businesses is we struggle with having the right um, allocation of time to be able to do things. Okay, so make sure if you've got challenges going on, allocate time to those challenges, but also make sure you allocate time to deal with the growth of the business as well. All I was going to say just to finish off there was that I can't wait to see you guys at the event in Orlando in April. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, We've got lots of awards for you at that event. Um, You're going to be getting your two million uh, revenue awards that your gold disc is going to be coming to you and all the other awards as well. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing you there. Guys, I hope you got a lot of value from this. Um, Make sure you go back, listen to this again, take those points from it, because I promise you um, there's lots of little nuggets in there that Lillian shared, and she's a great example and a great role model to follow. So massive shout out again to Lillian. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, and I hope you guys found this useful, and I'll catch you on the very next podcast. Bye for now, everyone. We're on a mission to help business owners just like you to get more customers into their businesses and to help you stand out from your competition. If you'd like to find out more about the ways we can help your business, check out our website at childcarebusinessgrowth.com.